you are Locked On Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, all you true sons and daughters. I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball. And on today's show, we've had a really, really fun conversation that I recorded just a few minutes ago with John Neighbors from Locked On Razorbacks. Really had a good time with him. And well, frankly, we finally got to the bottom of whether or not Brett Bielema met his wife at a blackjack table. And that's really, that's what other tease could you possibly need other than that? But of course, we actually get in to the Missouri Arkansas football game happening tomorrow in great detail. And without further ado, here's that conversation with John Neighbors. You know, one thing that's interesting, I've noted as a Missouri fan before, that Barry Odom isn't necessarily great coming off of bye weeks, or at least he wasn't as a head coach at Missouri, and now here he is playing Missouri coming off a bye week. What do you think the difference has been this year for Arkansas? I know it's been a rough few years for the Hogs, and but now this season, man, they're 3-4 and in a really tough schedule, lost a couple competitive games to LSU and Auburn. What's been the difference this year? You know, I think it's just belief, as cliche as that sounds. Like, I think it's just the fact that Arkansas actually had talent and they had guys that were capable of playing at a high level and playing in this conference. But unfortunately, they just had, well, I don't even think it's an argument, the worst coach in SEC history the past two years with Chad Morris. And they he didn't instill any belief, any discipline, anything. He just didn't know how. So I think finally just getting a coach that's able to do those basics is what's made the difference. Like, again, there's been talent on this team. I think Felipe Frank's getting him, too, and the transfer portal was huge as well. But I think, honestly, it was just the fact that they were able to find a coach that believed in them and a coach to believe in them, and now you're seeing the result of guys that are playing well and playing hard and playing for the right reasons. Yeah, for sure. I think there's a ton of truth to that. I that was what I was seeing too. So it's interesting to hear you hear you say that. I mean, obviously there was talent on this Arkansas roster, else they wouldn't be able to do what they're doing this season. But interesting you brought up Felipe Franks. I was just thinking before you called me up here that there's quite a Barry Odom connection to Felipe Franks too, because back in two thousand and eighteen, actually Missouri more or less knocked Franks out of the game. I don't think it was with injury. I think it was just ineffectiveness. And, well, for all intents and purposes, that began the Kyle Trask era in Florida. And, well, off Franks went to Arkansas. How do you think he's played this year for the Razorbacks? I think he's been the perfect fit. Like, he may not be the best fit, if that makes sense, but he was the right fit. He was the guy that I know that had a lot of uh, issues with Florida and I think fans had issues with him and Kyle Trask obviously was the right option for them to go along with, but he had been exactly what Arkansas needed at that position. He's a, he's a big arm guy. He's, he's been in this league for a long time and has played in big games and big moments and then had those moments like he's exactly what they needed. And so he, for if this year, if they didn't have to leave, I don't know if they win, maybe, maybe they win one game, but he's been the difference. He hasn't turned the ball over a lot. Uh, he's been protective. He's made some great plays with his arm. And, of course, having a guy like Traylon Burt 
throw it to, which is arguably one of the best wide receivers in the SEC. I mean, it's just fit perfectly. So I don't think anyone expected him to come in and, you know, go all American or all SEC or anything. They just needed somebody to, to lead them and to guide them and to make plays. And that's exactly what he's done. So he's been the perfect quarterback for Arkansas in Sam Pittman's year one. Now next year, the year after he may not be, uh, or at least that situation that he got put in may not be the best one, but this year it was the right call. You know, it's interesting. You say Franks has done a great job taking care of the football and, you know, for the most, he definitely had some good moments at Florida too. So I'm with you. He was the he was the right guy in the right moment for Arkansas. He's taking care of the ball ni- nicely. So is Missouri co- corner. Or I'm sorry, quarterback Connor Basilak. But Arkansas, I noticed they're leading the nation with 13 interceptions defensively. What do you attribute that to? Or is this is that this kind of defense that Barry Odom's playing? Are they getting good pressure up front? Is it the back end? What is it with the interceptions? You know, it's been a funny question because usually if you see that stat, you think, okay, well, maybe they're causing problems on the quarterback or, or, or whatnot. And honestly, it, it's not that because they haven't really been getting a lot of pressure on the quarterback. There's times, but it certainly hasn't been what you would think to see that stat. I think what it's simply put is the secondary for Arkansas, and I think Barry Odom has a lot to do with this, they just cause confusion. Like they, they don't do anything special. They just like to sit back and hang back and they play a lot of zone and they just read the quarterback's eyes. Like there's nothing really t- too crazy or innovative about it. It's just they're pretty fundamentally sound. They're well coached and they make plays on the ball. And so when you see, like, for instance, the game against Ole Miss where Arkansas had six interceptions on Matt Corral, like people don't realize Matt Corral has thrown nine interceptions this year. And six of them came against Arkansas because what they did in the secondary wasn't the pressure that was put on them. It was just they sat back, they read the quarterback's eyes, and they made plays on the ball. And so I think being able to have that and also a guy like Jalen Catalan, he's been amazing at safety. He's going to be out for the first half of this game, so that's going to be huge. But I think it's just honestly putting the guys in the right position, getting lined up correctly, knowing what to look for, the preparation that they're in and breaking on the ball and making plays. So uh, I think that it's just the secondary has been the, the main reason behind it and also the fact that they have been just really well coached and well prepared for these teams. And, of course, really quick, I've got to sneak in a word from my friends at Coors Light. And I'll tell you what, as great as it is to have as many beer options as there are in the world today, Listen, I love all the micro brews and and the craft brews, all that stuff. Options are great. That's capitalism at its finest. But we all get a little tired of the beer snobs, right? And frankly, sometimes I just prefer a good old-fashioned tailgating beer versus some fancy-schmancy thing where they're telling me how many hops or how it's been yada da 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 Well, of course, the perfect tailgating gear is without question Coors Light. And Coors Light is, of course, the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you need to hit the reset button, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door at get.coorslight.com. That's get.coorslight.com. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. So other than, obviously, our offensively, Arkansas has taken really good care of the football so far, and on the flip side, they've taken the ball away a lot defensively. 
other than that, what are the strengths of this Arkansas football team? Ooh, see, that's a tough one because it's not like they do anything amazing. Like, it's so weird to think about a team that a lot of people feel good about and has had success, but there's not really not one thing that they are really great at. I think they're real. If you had to really put it into perspective, at least what my opinion would be, they are great at not making mistakes. That's why they've won these games. And that's why they've been in these games. It's not because they're a talented team. It's not because that they have better schemes or anything like that. It's simply, they just don't make a lot of mistakes. They're the least penalized team in the sec. Last last time I checked, I'm pretty sure that's, that's still there. The least penalized team. They have, uh, they cause a ton of turnovers. They don't turn the ball over a lot themselves. And if you think about it, if, if you get, if you're one of these teams where if you can't out talent teams or out coach teams, if you can just make them have more mistakes than you, that's the difference in a lot of these games. And I think that's what Arkansas does. They just don't make a lot of mistakes. Now I say that, and that's probably jinxing them and they're going to have picks and fumbles and all that in this game. But, to me, that's the best thing that they do is they just force the other team to make the plays. They they don't give them opportunities. They make them create their own opportunities, which some teams respond and some teams don't. So I noticed Raheem Boyd, who was a thousand yard rusher for Arkansas last year, had been playing all this year as well, but may have I don't know, perhaps may have been slightly passed on the depth chart by another player, Traylon Smith, if I'm pronouncing his first name correctly. Mm-hmm. How much yep. He's now opted out of the rest of this season. How much do you think that Arkansas is going to miss Raheem Boyd? Well, they're going to miss him just because of the threat of him. I, I think more thing. He wasn't really that productive this year, at least how much he was expected to be. He's battled through injuries and COVID got to him. And, uh, you know, it was kind of difficult to – overcome a lot of those things but overall i think arkansas will be fine Traylon smith's been honestly the the main running back for this team and he's done the best job and uh they also then here's the thing too amani spidey who is the third string running back he opted out earlier this year too so they had to move a guy tj hammonds who's been around the program a long time big home run hitter and if i can tell anything to y'all's listeners watch out for tj hammonds because he's been here since brett bielman arrived He's made big plays almost every game he's gotten into. We're talking about like 80-yard runs, 70-yard runs, like all this stuff, but he just can't see the field. And so everyone wonders why. And the only thing I can say is that maybe it's a playbook thing where he doesn't understand plays. Maybe he's always been in the doghouse for coaches. I'm not sure, but when he has the ball in his hands, he's a playmaker. So if T.J. Hammonds and Traylon Smith can be healthy and make the most out of their carries, I think Arkansas will be fine. That's not the same thing against – uh, a guy like uh, uh, Rakeem Boyd at all. But I think Arkansas has done fine this year. Like He's not the difference in these games. Arkansas still would have won the games they won, even if Rakeem Boyd wouldn't have played. You know, I'm glad you brought up Brett Bielema. I don't want to go too far back in the past for too long, but I think just from my perspective and outsider's perspective, obviously as a Missouri observer – I really thought Brett Bielema was a great hire for Arkansas. Why do you think it didn't work out? Um, to not be very politically correct, he got fat, rich, and happy. Uh, just, just to be honest about it, like he, I think he came down to the SEC because he thought, and, and rightfully so, I'm not blaming him for it, but he thought that he could come into the SEC, do exactly what he did at Wisconsin, and have the same success. When Brett Bielma had the big success at Wisconsin, and it was a big hire at the time, 
He was also during it during a time when, you know, Michigan was down and Penn State was going through issues and Ohio State. They were really good, but they were in the transition from uh, Jim Tressel to Urban Meyer. So they weren't, you know, the, the creme de la creme team every year. Michigan State was up and down. Like he was able to do it during a time where the Big Ten had some own issues and he took advantage of them. And that's fine. But he also did it by taking three star guys, two star guys and getting the most out of them. And him being fine. He was able to look at Indiana and Purdue on his schedule and say, well, those are wins. So he gets to the SEC, and it ain't that way anymore. Like, you're having to play Bama and LSU and Texas A&M and Auburn every single year. And at the time, he was having to play South Carolina every year. That was Arkansas's cross-divisional rival, which Steve Spurrier was doing a great job. Uh, you know, he had to play, his, I guess, his opponents at the time. He had Florida one, something. The point is that he ended up getting here and was like, wow, this is, I can't just cruise control through this. I have to be on my toes 24 7, 365. And I think he just, got, when he got paid as Jeff Long and AD at the time, had him sign this terrible contract where he goes six and six and they gave him a huge contract extension. He had a huge buyout. So I think he just flipped that and said, hey, just do the bare minimum. I won't care anymore. And if they fire me, that's fine because I'll get paid. And that's pretty much what ended up happening. And to get through the rest of this interview, well, frankly, I'm going to need a boost. I'm going to have to break through my mental and physical wall. And what better way to do it than with Built Go? Because these easy packages will fit anywhere, one and a half ounces, easy to just shove down your gullet and push through your day. It's like five-hour energy without that same crash feeling. Plus, it's natural, so it's better for the body. It's like drinking a Monster Energy drink, except without feeling like a complete idiot. Am I right? Come on, screw that disgusting product. So instead, reach for a package of Built Go instead, and visit BuiltGo.com. Use the promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Again, that's promo code LOCKED for 20% off. At BuiltGo.com. Built Go. Let's go. Looking for the best bets heading into Sunday's NFL action? Listen to Locked On NFL every Friday as your boy Q and Bo Brock are joined by betting expert and analyst from the Action Network. Get your full weekend preview and Sunday six-pack of winning bets every Friday on Locked On NFL. Subscribe to Locked On NFL wherever you get your podcasts. (laughs) And not to be politically incorrect myself, but I think maybe the factor of him becoming too happy was that his new wife was very decidedly not fat and definitely not old either. Let's put it that way. I think that may have factored in. I, I think they famously met at a blackjack table. Am I getting my facts right there? Or, or is yeah, this maybe bleeding? They, <laughs> man, that's what they say, but that's not That's not true. Okay. I don't care what anybody says, okay. man. Like that, that type of thing is like, I'm sorry. I saw, I mean, you've seen Brett Bielema. I know nothing against the guy. And you saw his wife. I just have a hard time buying. That that beautiful woman in her early mid twenties is in Vegas with probably a lot of different guys wanting to talk to her, and she sees a dude that looks like Brett Bielema and says, "Oh, I want to talk to him." Then on top of that, he said he told her that, "Oh, I'm a professor at Wisconsin." Intel as a coach, and she goes, "Oh, stop oh, that's it!" Fine. 
Yeah, and so I'm like, bull. So you're telling me that she didn't fall for you for your dashing good looks. It wasn't your money. It was just your your beam personality that I mean, come on now. So yeah, I got my own conspiracy theories <laughs> about that nonsense. Well, I, I'm glad we've gotten to the bottom of the blackjack table story. I really am. Yeah. I, I, now I can sleep at night for sure. Well, <laughs> I bet so. <laughs> well, John, I really appreciate you coming on after doing four hours of radio. You just did out of bounds on 103.7 in Little Rock. Is that is that a daily show or what? What's the deal there? Yeah, man, Monday through Friday, every single day, making it happen down here in Little Rock. Uh, it's a great time and a great show, I'm sure, and um, I hope so, at least. And it's fun, though, man. It's it's fun just being able to, to talk sports and get paid for it, let's be honest. So it's a lot of fun. Well, that's awesome. I mean, I'm sure there are some people, especially down the southern part of Missouri, there's probably some crossover, some hogs and Missouri fans, maybe have a divided household. Certainly check out John at noon daily 103.7 down there in little rock so john thanks a lot for joining me man how, how do you feel just real quick what's your prediction on the game tomorrow man i've been going back and forth on this uh i know, I know it's probably not gonna be surprising to your listeners but i think arkansas does finally get the win i think having that extra week off to prep and them uh getting healthy again it's going to be a close game. It's going to be a good game. But I don't know, man. I just think Barry Odom's going to be really motivated to get that win down in Columbia and uh, to kind of just show it to him. So I think Arkansas wins something like, you know, 28-24, maybe 31-20. Like that'll be a close game, but I give Arkansas the edge. You know, I'm with you on the close game for sure, and I think there's no doubt that Barry Odom is going to be completely motivated to win this football game, and why wouldn't he be? Uh, but I think on the other side, Eli Drinkwitz is going to want to show that yeah. he's the right guy for the job too. So, you know what? I'll take Missouri a <laughs> close win too just to be a homer. But in all seriousness, Eli has shown the ability when it's when these spreads are close, when it looks like it's a coin flip game. Well, so far, if it's a touchdown or less one way or the other, he's 7-0 and straight up in his very short coaching career. So I'll stick with that for now. Again, John, thanks, for, thanks a lot for coming on after a long day, man. I really appreciate it. No problem at all, man. Enjoy the game this weekend. Hey, you too. Have a good one.